The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KB TV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The members of a church choir will start off our musical program with a thought-provoking song entitled, Who Do You Say That I Am? Led by choir director Emilia Hahn. They are accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Please join in and sing along with our choir following the words on your screen.
with the first number, the church band will play the song entitled, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, led by yours truly. Surely, saints and friends, there is a God in heaven, and his name is Jesus. What a blessing it is to have him in our lives, whom we can place our faith and trust in to lead and guide us in all that we do. When we place our trust in Jesus, he will take care of us.
And now we call upon Christy Hahn, who will sing an uplifting number entitled One Day with When We All Get to Heaven. She is accompanied by myself on the piano, Trusty Associate Pass, Evans Brooks Sr., Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Associate Pass and Marvin Abing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. As you continue to press onward, we look forward to the hope of our salvation, which is to one day, very soon, meet our Lord and Savior in the air and get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be.
The church choir will bring forth this second musical selection entitled, Fill My Cup, Lord. We praise and thank the Lord for the priceless treasure we have found in Christ Jesus, who provided a way of salvation for our souls. Only He can fill the void and emptiness that may today are searching to fill, and give us a true peace, joy, and happiness in the Lord.
Omnex is an instrumental number performed by a church band combo made up of members from the church band. They will play a rendition of It Is Truly Wonderful. A vocal duet today by so Bass, Marvin, and Sherlyn Bing. They have chosen to sing an inspiring number entitled Redemption Joeth Nye. This song is dedicated to Denise Bradbury of Maui, who is a member of the Maui Branch Church. May the Lord continue to bless you most abundantly. Have a wonderful day.
strive on every hand, and violence fills the land. Still, some people doubt he'll come Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning the scheduled gospel services here in the home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, 
gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessonera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Kolua, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobado, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. Will wonders never cease? With the Lord, no. From Him, we can always expect the unexpected. And such has been the case for us. I continue to be overwhelmed by the generosity of our viewers who continue to send in a, such heartwarming letters and donations. May the good Lord pour forth his blessings upon you. Because of you, our viewing audience, I know that our programs bearing the gospel message, such as the one I have prepared for today and entitled, There is a God in Heaven, are not being televised in vain. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had a dream that troubled him greatly. He couldn't sleep because of the dream. He was puzzled. He called upon his wise men and magicians and said to them, tell me the meaning of my dream. They replied as found in Daniel 2, 4. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell the servants the dream and we will show the interpretation. And the king said, I have forgotten the dream, but you claim to be wise men and great men. Surely you can tell me what I dreamed and you can tell me the meaning thereof. If you cannot do this, you shall be cut to pieces and your houses shall be made a dunghill. We will try, said the wise men and magicians, but give us time. They called a meeting and tried to find a solution to the problem, but they were helpless. In the city of Babylon, there lived a young man who was a friend of God. His name was Daniel. He went before the king and said, Give me just a little time, and I will tell you the dream and the interpretation thereof. What followed is what every person should do. Daniel called his three friends and took the matter to God in prayer meeting and said unto them, I want you to pray with me and ask God to reveal to me the dream and its interpretation. In the middle of the night, after much prayer and supplication, the vision came as you read in Daniel, the second chapter, 19 to 20 verses. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Daniel did a fine thing when he went down upon his knees and thanked God for revealing the truth unto him. The following day, Daniel went before the king and said to him, There isn't a man upon the earth who could tell you your dream and the interpretation of it. Let us read Daniel 2, 28. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. 
He then told the king the dream and meaning thereof. This pleased the king to the extent that he gave Daniel many rich gifts and made him ruler over Babylon and chief over his wise men. Listen to Daniel 2, 47 to 49. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Daniel became the first prime minister of Babylon. And can you imagine? Daniel remembered his three friends who helped him pray for the request, and they were promoted too. You and I, in times of trouble, tests, and trials, can say there is a God in heaven who answers prayers for the righteous. As Paul tells us in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For many years, the children of Israel have been in bondage. Listen to Exodus 1, 13 to 14. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick, in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. This means that they treated the Israelites harshly and made them work hard. The process of making the Israelites slaves must have taken many years and lasted through many reigns of many kings. In the end, the Israelites had lost their lands, wealth, and even their courage, being contented to be slaves. However, God decided they had had enough. Moses appeared before the king of Egypt and gave him the message from the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Many tests and trials, as well as disappointments followed. But at last, the Israelites were on their way out. As you read in Exodus chapter 12, 37 to 38, and the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot. There were men beside children, and a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. The mixed multitudes were the people of Israelite and Egyptian births who had attached themselves to the Israelites in their escape from Egypt. The king allowed the Israelites to go and they went rejoicing on their way to the promised land. On their way, they came to the Red Sea, and it lay before them, forbidding and impassable. They looked back and saw the soldiers of Pharaoh pursuing them with swords in hand. The Israelites knew that they could drown, be killed, or taken back to Egypt. They were in a tight situation. In front of them was the Red Sea. On the other side, the mountains, and in back, the soldiers of Pharaoh. The people cried out to Moses, as you read in Exodus 14, 11, And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? This was in sarcasm, for Egypt was famous for its wonderful tombs, the pyramids. 
Moses replied, as you read in verses 13, 14, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Then Moses cried out unto God, and the Lord spoke unto him, saying in verse 16, But lift up thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Moses lifted up his rod, and soon there was a dry path through the middle of the waters, which were backed up like a wall on either shore. Verse 22 tells us, And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left. They landed safely on the other shore. The Egyptians said, If the Israelites can get through, so can we. But God caused the waters to roll over them, and they all drowned in the midst of the sea. Let us read verses 27 to 8. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Listen, what is the song of the other shore? It is not murmuring, it is not grumbling. It is the song of the redeemed Israelites praising God in heaven. We read Exodus 15, 1 to 3, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. For the horse and his rider had he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He's become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. And today we know the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Yes, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and is safe. Have there been times of great distress for you? Have you been bound on every side, not knowing which way to go? Has your pathway been full of dangers? Just remember that there is a God in heaven, and he cares for you. Reach out and pour out your soul to him, and will open the way and lead you into happiness, peace, and joy. During King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, he built an image of gold and set it in the midst of the plains. It was an awesome statue, 95 feet high. The king then issued a decree, let all people bow down and worship this image, or they will be thrown into the fiery furnace. Everyone in the land obeyed this decree, falling down upon their knees and worshiped the golden image. But there were three young Hebrews who refused to bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bowed before no one except the God of heaven. In his madness, the king sent for them, as you read in Daniel, the third chapter, verses 20-25. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. The Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. 
This is undoubtedly our Lord Jesus Christ himself, how he cares for his own. It is an assurance for to us today of his presence with us. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There is only one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, strength, and might. Yes, we will not bow down to any image or any other God. There may come a time when we'll be forced to take a stand either for or against Jesus Christ, who is the Almighty God. It may be persecution for you, but Jesus will always stand by you. There may come a time when we are thrown into the fiery furnace of suffering, tests and trials and affliction. But when that time comes, just remember, Jesus will never forsake his own. He is bigger than anyone else. He has more power. As you read in Matthew 28, 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Which brings us to the gospel and salvation. What does salvation mean? When we refer to the dictionary, we find this definition. A saving or being saved. Preservation from destruction. Rescue. When a man who is drawing his pool to safety, he has experienced a type of salvation. A businessman about to lose everything is rescued through a friend's assistance and the business is saved. Is another type of salvation. However, the salvation which cometh from the Lord offers to all sinners his life that they might have life. Mankind who is destined to hell and eternal punishment is saved through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But few men will recognize and believe in him. However, the house of Cornelius, an Italian who is spoken of in the book of Acts chapter 10, knew there was something to the God of the Jews. He was a man who felt an emptiness within. His fear of the Lord caused him to live a just life acceptable to God. And he prayed fervently. Suddenly, the Lord began to fill his emptiness. As you read in Acts 10, 3 to 4, he saw in vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Isn't it wonderful to know that as we reach up to him in prayer, he will reach down to us and render a, an answer. Yes, God gave Cornelius the answer to his prayers. God also prepared Peter, who was now filled with the Holy Ghost, to preach unto them the things that were commanded of God. What were these things, you might ask? Among the most important was none other than the gospel of the kingdom of God. Peter's first words amidst an inquiring multitude is listed in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Cornelius, hearing these words, believed and became the first fruit of the Gentile world. John the Beloved writes in John 3.5, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Cornelius found relief as he listened to the word of God. Finally, we read in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Did not Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Now put yourself in the shoes of Cornelius. 
a God-fearing man, diligently in prayer and worship, and yet possessing a longing soul. The same rejoice as the rival of Peter, and as a result of their coming together, a miracle happened in their lives. As Peter spoke the word of the Lord, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues, and magnified God. The Jews marveled at this event because the power of God not only rested on the Jews, but upon the Gentiles as well. A new revelation was given to Peter regarding God's plan of salvation through this experience, and Peter commanded them to be baptized. Listen to Acts 10, 47 to 48. Can any forbid water that these should not be baptized, which received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Yes, without the name of Jesus and water baptism, one has not yet fulfilled all righteousness and is not saved. Like into Cornelius, I encourage you to follow the heaven-sent message to salvation. Now let's return to our message. There is a God in heaven. I'm sure some of you know the story of how Daniel learned this truth in the lion's den. A decree was sent out saying that no one should worship but the king. But Daniel, God's man, paid no more attention to the decree. Three times daily, he knelt before his window and offered his prayer to God. Because of his disobedience to the laws, the order was given that Daniel was to be thrown into the lion's den. However, before Daniel reached the lion's den, God went to work. As we read in Daniel 6.16, Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. The next morning, King Darius descended into the den. Let us read verse 20. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? In the 21st through the 24th verses we read, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God had sent his angel and had shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. And the king commanded, and they bought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. So to you in the viewing audience, I say, stand up for Jesus. Though you be cast into the den of lions, he will take care of you, for he careth for you. We find the apostle Peter learned the truth in prison. Peter and the other apostles were preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Herod, the chief politician, wanted to sway the people away in his favor. He had killed James with a sword. And when he saw how it pleased the people, he cast Peter into prison. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. Herod's intention was to kill Peter. Peter lay down, went to sleep, chained to guards on either side. He was the only true born-again Christian asleep in Jerusalem that night. God heard the prayers of the prayer band, and an angel came into the prison, released Peter, 
and restored him to the church, as you read in Acts 12, 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. You may persecute the preacher, criticize him, and even want to imprison him. That is your privilege. But remember, there is a God in heaven. And he said, touch not my anointed, for he is the apple of my eye. Now, what happened to Herod? He sat upon his throne and made a speech to the people. They applauded him greatly. Reading Acts 12, 22 to 23. And the people gave a great shout saying, it is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the anger of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghosts. Yes, viewers, there are many things to remember when you have sinned. First, the Lord knows about your sin. You may look to the east, west, north, or south and think no one is witness to your sin. God knows about it, whether it is committed in the brightness of the midday sun or in the blackness of the midnight hour. God looks down upon everything as a picture into our lives. He sees the sparrow when it falls. He watches the rose as it grows. He watches the sun and the moon as they shine. The second thing to remember is that God is quick to forgive us. If we confess our sins, we read in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Take the case of the prodigal son coming home. He knew he had sinned, but when he saw his father, he cried out with great remorse. Reading Luke 15, 21, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. The father cut off the confession, wrapped his loving arms around his arm, forgave him, and commanded his servants thusly in verses 23, 24, bring forth the best robe and put a ring around his hand and shoes on his feet and bring forth a fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Yes, they had the greatest celebration ever. When there is sorrow or trouble, God is there. As Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word in the church and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now the church band will conclude today's telecast with a spirited number entitled, Send the Light.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.